four afternoon if you listen to this in the afternoon. You are tuned in to Get Real with Coach Dave Taylor. I am your host, Dave Taylor. Speaking to you from Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska to be exact, just arrived here late last night. Here to run a basketball camp and looking forward to it. It'll be a four-day camp here in Anchorage. And yes, once again, proving to the people that uh, I am willing to go any and everywhere to run a basketball camp. Not bad, about 30 degrees here, so I'm not complaining, but it, uh, it was a jaunt. Flew from uh, Connecticut to uh, to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Alaska. About a three-and-a-half-hour flight to Minneapolis, about a six-hour flight from Minneapolis to Anchorage. All with my girl alongside me, my little diva D. And she is a star. People, uh, people are amazed that she can just sit in my lap and uh, take naps. But, uh, it, was, it was definitely... Uh, Another one of these experiences, I'm kind of used to it. You know, flown to Australia a bunch of times, Japan, Taiwan. So the long flights don't necessarily get to me. This one was crowded. You know, we start the trip by saying this guy comes on and says that they have too much weight. So they're not able to put any more bags in the underbelly. So they got to jam everything up top. I mean, I'm like, you know, come on, Delta, figure this out. It's not complicated. But we'll talk to you again about the camp. It hasn't begun yet. We'll start tonight at uh, 8 o'clock. Actually, 4 o'clock local, 8 o'clock Eastern. Four-hour difference between Anchorage and New York City. One-hour difference between Anchorage and L.A. The one negative is I'm not going to be able to see too many games, which uh, kind of sucks. But uh, we'll get through it, I think. I think we'll get through it at least. We're not sure, but again, it should be a great event. I'm looking forward to it. Maceo seems to be putting together some some very professional events out here. So, first of many, we hope we'll be back and forth uh, between the two uh, states, Alaska and New York City, staying here at the uh, Marriott and uh, just enjoying the sights. I'll be going out today, checking out a little bit of Alaska. It should be a lot of fun. Obviously, one of the things we're going to talk about, and I can't be yelling too much because I am in a hotel room, but one of the things that we obviously are going to discuss because my email just blew up at, uh, trying to think what time I went to bed, about 11 o'clock and, and this, on, on Tuesday night, and we all assumed, I assumed when I went to bed that I was going to uh, wake up to a Hillary Clinton presidency. Yeah. So I wake up and I'm thinking, you know, and I and I mean, I've I've been on record on this program as saying there's no way Trump ever becomes president. There's just no way. Not that I didn't think he could get the votes, but I didn't think the the machine that is the political system would ever allow it. Paul Ryan's an idiot. Paul Ryan's a clown. Sorry, I throw that out there. Um, so I wake up and I'm getting ready to fly because my flight's early on Wednesday morning. So I get up, hop in the shower, put on a little bit of Howard Stern like I always do. Um, and he's talking about President Trump. 
And I'm thinking, God, I hate it when Howard Stern goes on and starts, you know, cracking jokes and playing games like it's April Fool's. It's just annoying. It's very unprofessional. And he's talking about it, and he continues to talk about it, bringing people in. I'm like, wow, they're taking this, this gag a little too far. I think he's trying to make fun of all of us that didn't stay up all night to watch it. And he's dragging on and dragging on. And, I, you know, I only take about a five-minute shower. So I get out of the shower, and I'm thinking, this can't be for real. So I go in my room, turn on the TV. Uh, yeah. It's for real. Uh, and I got so many emails. What are your thoughts? Thought you said it couldn't happen. Shocked the world. One of my guys, Charlie Five, who's uh, staying with me from Australia, brought up a good point. It is 2016 is going to go down as the year of the upset. You got some Olympic upsets in there, but you got Leicester City, who was a massive upset in uh, Barclays Premier League soccer. You got the Western Bulldogs in Australian Football League, a massive upset. You have the Cavaliers, who have never, Cleveland's never won anything, coming back from 3-1 down. I wouldn't say it's a massive upset, but it's a great comeback. You've got the Cubs coming back from 3-1 down. That hasn't won in 100 years. You have the Denver Broncos, who really should not have beaten the the Panthers. That was an upset. You've got Villanova on a last-second buzzer beater. San Jose Sharks making it to the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, it, 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 it's – and then you got this that beats them all. I mean, this is a massive shock. Now, I went into it thinking, you know, when I was talking to some people when I voted, and they would say things like, you know, what do you think, what do you think? I said, well, you know, the thing that – these polls, I don't really believe in these polls. Now, you know, you, you get all these polls, and they, they on the bottom of the poll, it'll say 1,000 people polled or 1,142 people polled. 1,100 people. I mean, is that really a good sample size? And then you're calling people at home or you're, or however you're doing it. I mean, do you really consider that to be an accurate assessment of the American people? I, I don't understand why people value these polls. And then you're talking to people in their home. These might not be people that actually go out and take the time to go vote. By the way, uh, there's no doubt about it. The United States needs to put a – just give the national holiday. One day every four years, it's a national holiday. When you vote, it's a national holiday. That way everybody has a day off. They can go down and vote. It's kind of a pain in the you-know-what to go down after work. You might not get off work till 5.30 or beat down. Maybe it's even later. You're sitting in traffic for three hours. It's kind of a pain. I know they do the early voting, but let's just give the day off. Everybody relax. So I'm talking to these people, and I'm thinking, you know, first of all, I don't believe in these polls. I, I don't think they're accurate. Second of all, anybody wants to admit they're going to vote for Trump, why, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's a big deal. I think it, I think this has been the weirdest year 
number I, I, it's just been weird. I do believe more people are fed up with the government, and that's why Hillary lost. I believe they're fed up with the corruption. I know I am. I know I'm, I'm fed up with the lies. I'm fed up with the attitude that holier than now that, that I'm above the law. I'm, I was sick of the media portrayal. Those things made me like Trump more. When I turn on the news and it's constantly ripping on him, when I turn on Bill Maher, or I turn on these you know Comedy Central shows, and everyone's just kind of ripping Trump, it, it kind of makes me think like, wow, he must be onto something. But the, the the bottom line fact is simply, citizens are fed up with the corruption. We're fed up with the lies. We're fed up with the way we get treated. But this came out of nowhere. And it really wasn't even close. Then there's been emails, do you think we should switch the system and go to a popular vote? To be honest with you, yeah, I do. I I thought that a long time ago. I think it makes sense. I mean, uh, uh, someone's vote, this is why I think this. If you live in Vermont or Maine, your 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 vote is meaningless. I mean, seriously. You got like what, three electoral votes? I don't even know. But no one really cares. So your vote is less significant under this current system. California you get fifty five electoral votes. New York I think is like forty one or something, I don't know. Twenty something in Pennsylvania, those big states, your your votes more powerful because we want all those electoral votes. I don't understand the, the point of that. I'm sure someone that's intelligent, much more than I am, can can explain to me why that is such an important system that we have. I don't. I just don't know why each man, each woman, each vote. I, I don't understand why that that's complicated. It just makes more sense, doesn't it? I think Hillary won the popular vote. And I, I think that's been done before. Time someone won the popular vote and lost the presidency. It, it, it does make sense to me. It just, hey, more people in the United States voted for you than anyone else. And there's no electoral vote count, 270. It's just whoever wins the popular vote, period. Everyone's vote is equal. That makes the most sense to me. But maybe that's the problem. So I got that question. I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm in shock. I'm also excited to see where we go. I want to see if someone that's not a career politician can come in and clean house. Is he going to come in and do everything he said he was going to do? Is he going to come in? Is he going to build the wall? Is he going to get rid of these amnesty cities? Is he going to put Kate's law into effect? Is he going to repeal all these laws? It's going to be interesting to see. I know I'm 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 very interested to see what happens. He meets with Obama today. That'll be interesting. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot. Uh, 
there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, I'm extremely baffled by the whole thing. I'm extremely confused that this could, that this actually could happen. I, I'm just, uh, I, 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 I'm still in shock. And then you got the protests, and you got everybody freaking out. I mean, come on, man. I think, I think those people are, are real losers. I don't know, man. And then I'm watching TV, and you, you turn on the, like, you know, you see the Clinton people when they're sitting there, and people are, are crying like their loved one just died. I mean, I just don't know how you get that into it. But then again, I'm a guy who cries over sports. So, but I mean, it's just, it's just weird. Young people just bawling, and I'm just like, wow, okay, uh, okay. I guess the best part of this whole thing is just having to listen to the people come on the air that were talking so much trash. And you know, it's like I've always said in sports too: don't act cocky. Don't act like you've won the game until the buzzer sounds. She was getting her transition team together. They were talking trash. They were they had it all figured out. They had this confetti machine ready to go. Everything was ready to roll. It was so confident. I would love to have been in that war room with the Clintons and just been able to see as their I would love to see their facial expressions as it just kind of slipped away. But then the people are crying. She doesn't come out and speak until the next day. And then you turn on, you know, I, I turned on MSNBC and I turned on CNN and just to hear what they were saying. It was the worst year for the Democrats because they, they had no one to put up there. If that was their best candidate. And then you look at all the corruption with gal's name, Washington Schultz, whatever her name is. And what she did to Bernie and how she had to resign the corruption that Hillary's getting questions before the actual event. I mean, it, it, it is uh, it is amazing. And then you look at the fact that I guess Trump said he, every, every year when they have to do some big event, they put a tent out in front of the White House. He wants to build something on the South Lawn or something so they don't have to keep putting tents up. It makes sense. I mean, this is this is a trip. I, I hope he goes in there and just cleans house. He's got a Republican Senate and a Republican Congress. I mean, there, there's House of Reps, Congress, and the presidency, all, all Republican. It, it is absolutely amazing. And the best. I cannot wait to hear Bill Maher on, on tomorrow night. I cannot wait... I've never been so excited to listen to that guy speak. I want to see what Sarah Vant Live does. It's just going to be great. All the newspapers, everyone ripping them. Now, does Trump have his faults? Of course he does. He's an idiot sometimes. But if you put a live mic on me on some of the things I've said in my lifetime, if you if you put a live mic on me 12 years ago with a bunch of dudes hanging out, who knows what I said? I can't even tell you. I'll tell you what, man. His daughter is extremely attractive. Is that Ivanka? Man. Roles those kids are going to have. Hell, I give them roles. 
I'm not not Secretary of State or anything. Not Secretary of Defense. I mean, that, that's huge. But they're extremely intelligent. I don't think he will because I think he needs them to run his company. But First Lady, Melania, is that her name? Jeez Louise. This is unbelievable. I'll tell you one thing that's in the back of my head, and I and I mean this, and I'm not trying to make a joke of it, but, I mean, I'd be very worried about his safety. I mean, he's got to have double the security. Because there are some loons out there. Then you got these uh, illegal immigrants running around with, with protesting, saying, we're not going anywhere. You can't force us out. Really? You're here illegally. Uh, I hope he follows through on that. Just make them legal. Find a way to, to deport them and have them go through the process. And I hope. I mean, it really is unbelievable. I, I'm just in shock. Like everyone else, I mean, I'm in shock. And I, I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, I'm just glad that, that corruption didn't win again. And who knows what they would have done with their foundation. They'll be fine. Hillary's just going to go even more nuts onto her foundation, and I think they're going to have to regulate that. And I think, and I think that, you know, I've, I've said this on record before, that, that Trump is going to hire a, an all-star team. His, his staff is going to be – his uh, campaign manager, I forget her name, Kellyanne something, I think. She's big time. I think she should be his uh, state or whatever you call that. She, chief of staff, that's it. I mean, she knows her stuff. And it'd, it'd be smart of him to keep her in the highest point possible. And, and it's just unbelievable. But he's going to have all these guys, you know, Giuliani and Christie and Ben Carson. But what about all these other slappies? What about all these celebrities that said they were going to leave the country? Yeah, where are you at now? Where are you going? Lena Dunham, I think, was on record saying, I was just kidding. No, that was Amy Schumer. I was just joking. Oh, okay. Where are you at, Schumer? Where are you at? All these guys that said they were going to leave the country if Trump was president. And then Jay-Z throws a concert. Jay-Z's throwing concerts. Beyonce's throwing concerts. <laughs> For Hillary. All these mega stars coming out for her. Uh, Katy Perry. All these major stars coming out, singing for her, doing their thing. Didn't work. And, and it, I, I'm just glad it didn't work. Paul Ryan, what a scrub. And then you got Kasich. All these guys are running their mouth. I can't support him. Can't support him. You know, where are they at now? And I'll tell you what, man. Trump's a better man than me because his speech was pretty pretty neutral, pretty calm. If it was me, I probably would have said some things. How you like me now? That would have been the song I would have walked out to. And all you guys that made fun of me and cracked jokes about me and how I'm this and how I'm that. The, the American people didn't say I'm a sexist, I'm a racist, I'm this, I'm that. I, we didn't fall for it. I don't know, man. I, I think it's hard to be a sexist when you have daughters 
and and daughters are are high ranking in your company, and they have a lot of power and authority. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. You know, there might be some sexist statements he has made. I'm positive of that, but I, I've said some some sexist statements against guys too. I just don't think the American people bought it, or or maybe they're thinking to themselves, you know, even if he is, I'd rather have that than the guy that fixes our country and, and makes my taxes go down, and I don't get screwed over here, and people aren't hopping the fence and doing all that. So I'd rather have that than a corrupt liar who steals money and makes mistakes and never fesses up to it. I wouldn't even, I, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just sitting here baffled. I'm flabbergasted. I'm just flabbergasted that, that this, this actually happened. Absolutely flabbergasted. Now we, we we sit back and we wait and we see and see if he, if he if if the political machine is too big to overcome. And I think what he does is he comes out and he backs up all the things he said. And if it gets stopped, if if it doesn't happen, if he tries to build the wall and it gets blocked, he calls the people out that blocked it. And says, "Well, we we're going to do it, but we can't do it because of these people here. They don't want to do it, and they're they're blocking it." And he just calls them out. And then the American people get fed up and don't vote him back. I, I think that's what he has to do. He says, "Listen, um, I was gonna, I was gonna pass Kate's law, but then this senator and this congressman did not want to pass it, and they did this guy and didn't vote him out." I think that's what you do. That's what I would do if I was president. If someone was blocking me, I would just call him out. Here's some other comments. I don't think he's gonna run again. I think this is a four years and out. I don't think he's going to rerun. I think he's going to try to come in and clean house in four years. And I think it's I think it's very possible. He's got both forms. He's got all three. Thing he needs. He's going to repeal Obamacare. He's going to do all these different things. It's going to be very interesting. Man, that Ivanka is what an attractive female and extremely intelligent. Holy cow. Talk about the package. I think she's got a couple of kids, too. I think, the, I think that his son and her are going to run the company. I don't think they're going to do a lot. They'll have influence in, in, in government, but they're not going to have official titles. He has a younger son, too, I think. I don't know where that kid came from. Plus, he's pretty tall. I think he's, what, 6'3", I want to say. He has to go in, and he has to clean house. Look at Pence. Pence is like a massive nerd. Hopefully, he gets it figured out. But he's going to hire the right people. He's going to have generals. He said something he wants his generals to uh, give him a plan for defeating ISIS in 30 days. And then he's going to tell them to go out and execute it. It's about time. I'm, I'm fed up with this uh, ISIS garbage. Let's go clean house. What do we have to do? Generals, tell me what we have to do. No more politics here. No more worrying about, you know, casualties of war. 
No more worrying about that. Let's just let's just eliminate these guys. If there happens to be collateral damage, so be it. Let's eliminate. So hopefully he does that, gets all his generals, and just listens to the people that are, are experts in that field. Hires the right financial people. He's got Ben Carson handling the, the medical side of things. I think that's what's going to make him great. He's going to hire all these people, and he's not going to be such a wuss that he has to keep everybody happy, and, and we're going to go extremely soft. He's going to redo these trade deals. He's going to redo the Iran deal. I mean, people better be nervous because it used to be you could just push us around. Case anymore. I'll tell you what, if you're not shocked, then you're an idiot. But I think the reason why we're so shocked because of the media too. I think the media really portrayed this as a massive blowout. I, I just cannot wait to hear all these experts and what they say. It's absolutely amazing. I'm still flabbergasted. What a year. Kids move to sports. That's what we hear, isn't it? Um, college basketball starts tomorrow. And kind of like in uh, in college football, the great game's early, and then it gets really down. Uh, everyone's predicting Duke. I mean, like 70% of the people are saying that Duke's going to win it all. But in basketball, it really doesn't work that way because it's one and done. But everyone has Duke. And now they've already got a bunch of injuries. A bunch of these freshmen are coming in and getting hurt. Well, you've got the usual suspects. You have Kansas, Villanova. I don't think Villanova is going to be that great, but Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Villanova. Now you got Oregon. A lot of people love Oregon, and they're a six ten guy. North Carolina. You have Xavier cracking crack the top ten. That's kind of a unique team. Wisconsin, Arizona, Indiana, Michigan State, Louisville, Gonzaga, Purdue in the top fifteen. UCLA at sixteen. St. Mary's 17, UConn 18, Syracuse 19, West Virginia 20, Texas, Creighton, Rhode Island. So we've we've got some, we've got a couple, you know, fresh teams in there. I would say, you know, for me, the fresh team would be Xavier in the top 10, if they can make it, maintain it. Creighton, Rhode Island at the bottom of the 25. But, again, it doesn't matter. College basketball, it doesn't matter. Thank God. But everyone has Duke. So what else is new? I got to watch him play. I'm not going to make any assessments until, like, week four. But college basketball season starts Friday, and it is a huge slate of games. I mean – there's so many games, I'm not going over them. But the big ones, you have, you know, Lafayette at Villanova. This is on uh, Memorial Day. Lafayette, 
uh, not going to win that, of course. Stephen F. Austin at Kentucky. Stephen F. Austin's okay. I think they've been a tournament team, but they're at Kentucky. Should be a massive blowout. American is at Maryland. Should be a blowout. What The games that matter, the games that are on ESPN at 3 o'clock. I think it was 3 o'clock Alaska time. But, uh, which would be 7 o'clock Eastern. Arizona at Michigan State. I think that's on that aircraft carrier in Hawaii. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It says it's at the Stan Sheriff Center in Honolulu. That's going to be a great game. Arizona, Michigan State. You've got Marist at Duke. You've got Evansville at Louisville. You know, most of these games don't matter. Now, St. Mary's at West Virginia. Again, you know, you got Dartmouth at Rhode Island. And some of these teams, you know, that we think are going to be good. Might not. McPherson College at Air Force. I like to go see an Air Force game. I have to get back there, I think, sometime soon. And then the other big game right after that, uh, Arizona-Michigan State, is Indiana at Kansas. So there's your back-to-backers. And like I said, there's so many games that I, I'm not going to dive into it. But but we are definitely starting the college basketball season off with the bang with those doubleheaders. And college basketball really doesn't pick up steam until college football slows down. Grand Canyon at Duke on Saturday. And and I need to watch more games before I can make an assessment on who's good or not. You know, names don't matter. It's chemistry, how well they work together, how well they play together. ESPN 3 is going to have most of the games. If you want to watch it, ESPN 2 will have some games like on Sunday, Chattanooga against Carolina, Canisius against Kentucky. I mean, some of these are just massive blowouts. UCLA against Cal State Northridge. That's a game they usually do lose. I am excited to watch UCLA. I'm good friends with a lot of their staff, and, and I know their team. I know their players. They play Pacific on Friday. And then Cal State Northridge. So the season's upon us. The season is upon us. So if you want to, you know, know where your games are, you have to go on to uh, – like an ESPN.com or something, try to figure it out. Pac-12 networks and there's so much basketball. But I'm excited. So Friday we start off with the bang with two top 20 teams playing each other in two sets of games. Should be fun. Now we move on to college football, which is where all the excitement is. As we just get closer and closer to Michigan, Ohio State. That's, that's kind of the it's kind of what we're looking for. You got Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, and Washington. Ohio State's five, Louisville six. It, uh, it's between Ohio State and Michigan. Whoever wins that game is in. And we're just waiting for that day. So we're looking at the. I got an email today, Coach. Can you talk about the games that matter this weekend? North Carolina is at Duke tonight. I think that'll be a somewhat big game. North Carolina trying to win that side of the ACC. It looks like they might be a formidable foe to play against Clemson in the ACC championship. 
Tomorrow we have Florida State at home against Boston College. Should be a blowout. Mississippi State at Alabama. If it was at Mississippi State, maybe you give them a chance, but Alabama should prevail rather easily. I mean, they're on a collision course now. They still have Auburn staring them in the face. West Virginia at 16 is at Texas. I think that'll be a tough game. Indiana, I think that's going to be a tough game. I really do. Auburn at Georgia. I think that's going to be a tough game. Uh, Pittsburgh is at Clemson. It should be a blowout. Should be, but Clemson's had moments. Illinois at number seven, Wisconsin. And by the way, Wisconsin's right there, too. Wisconsin has a chance, in my opinion, sitting at seven, that if they win out and they win that division, that West division of the Big Ten, and then they have a rematch against Michigan and beat them, or a rematch against Ohio State and beat them, there's a chance they go to the to the big dance. They lost to Ohio State by a touchdown, lost to Michigan by a touchdown. They finished the year up with Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota. And if they could win all that and then get into that championship game and then beat one of those two teams in a rematch, that, there's a good chance they could bounce in from number seven. can't remember who it was. Ohio State is at Maryland. Should be a blowout. There's no real marquee. Boise State at Iowa, in Hawaii. Wake Forest at Louisville. Should be a blowout. LSU-Arkansas will be a good game. That's on ESPN at 7 o'clock Eastern. USC at Washington. That's probably the big game. That's on at 7.30 on Fox. The real Fox. Michigan is at Iowa. I don't think it's going to be easy. And this is why I say this. Michigan has not really played a road game all year. Not a real road game against a real team. It's going to be on ABC at 4 o'clock. Michigan at Iowa. I don't think that's going to be easy. I think Michigan wins, but I don't think that's going to be easy. Colorado at Arizona should be easy. Cal at Washington State, and Washington State is is interesting. They come in at 23, but they are undefeated in the North. If they win that game, they'll be 7-0. Washington will be 7-0, and they play each other last game of the year. That's going to be fun. They have Cal, and then they have a very tough game at Colorado. If they can get through that, if they beat Colorado at Colorado and then play Washington at home, that's going to be like number four versus number 10. They are an interesting team. Mike Leach gets a lot of criticism, but he's turned that team around a little bit. Didn't Bledsoe go there? I think Bledsoe went there. And then your whack job quarterback, I'll give, I'll leave that trivia question up to you, Ryan Leaf. 
But if you're looking key matchups, I would say it's number 20 USC at Washington, 7.30 Eastern. I think Michigan at Iowa, 8 o'clock Eastern, ABC. Those are your two big matchups. Nothing else really just jumps off the page. Nothing else jumps off the page. So Washington, this is their this is their big test. If they can get through this, and they have Washington State still, it, it, they have to win this one at home, and then they go, then they stay home for Arizona State, which should be a blowout, and then they have at Washington State. But when you look at these teams, Clemson is the one that really doesn't have any tests ahead of it. I mean, their schedule's pretty much done. So they have a Pitt, Wake Forest, and South Carolina. And then they have the ACC championship game, which will probably be against North Carolina. And that won't be as easy as you think. You look at Alabama and what they have ahead of them. And I appreciate people writing me emails saying that they don't hear this a lot, so that's why I'm telling you all these things. Mississippi State, Chattanooga, and then Auburn at the end of the year, which will not be easy. Top 10 Auburn. It's at home. That's always a battle. Then they're looking at an ACC, I mean, uh, SEC championship game, probably against Florida. Maybe Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's not very good. They already beat Kentucky 48 zip. But probably against Florida. That schedule's tough because you have Auburn. And I don't care what Auburn's record is. Then you have Michigan. Obviously, they have the big doozy. Now, at Iowa's not going to be easy. But they should prevail rather simply, I would hope. Indiana at home and then at Ohio State. That's the battle. November 26th. That's going to be the game. That's the playoff game. Louisville sitting at six on the outside looking in. Can they play themselves in? Not really. Wake Forest, Houston, Kentucky. Kentucky's not bad. They win all three of those. They need help. Louisville needs help. Louisville needs – who does Louisville need to lose? I would say Washington. They They need Washington to lose. Then they can get in. You're looking at either Wisconsin, Ohio State, or Michigan getting in from the Big Ten. I don't think you're going to get two. Unless Ohio State beats Michigan, like, by a point. Then I could possibly see that. But nobody's rooting for USC more than Louisville. Do you get two teams from the ACC in? I don't know. Going to be interesting. The Washington game is the biggest game on the schedule. Maybe that Michigan game. But even if Michigan loses it, they, they beat Ohio State, they're in. NFL this weekend. Uh, we should have a pretty decent schedule this weekend. Only four teams have buys. So that's a little bit better. We have one more game. Cleveland at Baltimore tonight. I feel bad. It's going to be a rough one. Poor Cleveland. Uh, 
Green Bay at Tennessee. Green Bay's in trouble. They need to win this. Tennessee's not a, a cakewalk. That's going to be tough. But I like Green Bay. Minnesota at Washington. Minnesota's in serious trouble. I didn't think they'd be this bad. They need to win more than maybe any team in the NFL. I think Washington wins that at home. Bears at Tampa, kind of a boring game. I like Tampa. Kansas City at Carolina is a very good game. Carolina's kind of on their way back. This is a big game. Carolina has to win it. They lose this. They lose all that momentum. Kansas City with a with kind of a quarterback question. I like Carolina at home. Atlanta at Philly. Philly is reeling. I like Atlanta. Rams at Jets. Rams are still one of the worst teams in the NFL. End of discussion. I like the Jets at home. L.A. You know, flying across the country is not going to help them. Denver at New Orleans. Denver's in trouble. They did not look good on Sunday night. I like New Orleans at home. Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's still a mess. I like Houston, but not by much. Those are all the early games. Late games, Miami at San Diego. I like San Diego at home. I think San Diego's a pretty good team, and they've had a lot of injuries. The game of the week, Dallas at Pittsburgh. I like Dallas. Actually, yeah, I do. Barely. That's a t- that's going to be a great game. Then San Francisco at Arizona should be a massive blowout. Seattle at New England in a rematch for the Super Bowl. I like New England. I like New England easily. I think New England, there's nobody that's going to touch them. Most expensive ticket on the market. You could guess. Well, Pittsburgh, three hundred and thirteen bucks. That's the cheapest seat you can get. Three hundred and thirteen dollars. Dallas at Pittsburgh. Second most expensive, Seattle at New England, two hundred and twelve bucks. All makes sense. Every other ticket's kind of reasonable, I guess. Well, one hundred nine bucks at Tennessee, believe it or not, because of Green Bay coming to town. Ninety bucks for the Saints game, Denver at New Orleans. You want to go to see a game and 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 not get bankrupt doing it. 27 bucks gets you to Jacksonville. That's kind of normal. 49 bucks gets you to San Diego to watch Miami. 50 bucks tonight to Baltimore or Cleveland. That makes sense. 57 bucks Jets Rams makes sense. 44 bucks Minnesota at Washington. $90 for that Saints game. I told you that already. 97 bucks for the Philly game against Atlanta. So you're not going to see Pittsburgh. You're not going to see New England. Everything else is pretty cheap. Well, not cheap, but serviceable. You have uh, the most tickets available. San Diego, 4,300. You have 4,100 in Redskins game. Actually, 4,800 Jets. There's the most seats available. 3,300 in Arizona. The least amount of seats available, 900 and, wait, 839 tickets. That's all that's left in Carolina. 962 left in Pittsburgh, 966 left in New England. Usually you would think Dallas would have the most seats, but they're not playing at home. 
Giants on Monday night, 5,000 seats. That's still Monday night, $81. It's going to be a big weekend because we're past the halfway point. This Cowboys-Steelers game is going to be fun to watch. I didn't vote. Yeah, you're you're supposed to be against this and that, but you're not going to vote. Keep taking your knee, Kaepernick. Was Sherman's hit a dirty hit in that in that game on uh, Monday? Yeah, I think it was. He didn't go for the block. He just tackled the kicker. But I mean, it is what it is. Kicker's wife sent something out. What's all that about? Sherman's getting he, Sherman's getting on the border here. Carpenter tweeted Monday night that Sherman should be castrated for a hit on her husband during a field goal attempt. Sherman's reaction on Twitter on Tuesday morning seemed to laugh it off. Thank you. Have a great day was what he replied. And then something about on Wednesday morning, Carpenter issued an apology via Twitter. My attempted humor during a heated and highly controversial NFL game has not been received the way I intended. When I saw the out-of-control nature of the events that happened on the field, I jokingly wanted to relate it to life on the farm where I grew up and how it would have been handled there. Unfortunately, I did not realize that a tone of racism would dominate the response. Yeah, see, I didn't take that as racist at all. That she should be, that he should be castrated is not, I don't know, I don't think that's racist. That's the way this country is. Everybody just relax. She says that he should be castrated for that hit, and that's that's a racist tweet. Uh, what are you going to do? We have some NBA stuff going on. I really don't care. I mean, is anybody really watching the NBA? Cleveland lost. Houston I think Harden had a triple-double beat the Spurs. I mean, I, I don't – I'm not watching. Bo gets in the paper saying something. Uh, he has a bone to pick with the NBA. He's just not sure with whom. Offseason departure from the Warriors said anonymously said anonymous comments to media questioning his durability typify the kind of shallow personalities that make up the NBA. But that's how it is. I don't buy any of the sources thing. Yeah, get over it, Bogey. Who cares? You are. How do you say you're not brittle? You're always injured. I mean, what, what, what's the what's the question here? Well, what's the question? You know, we're all due for the NBA because we're kind of into it now. We're about seven, eight, nine games into it. Who's the best team in the East? Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Does that tell you that we're kind of early in this thing? Charlotte and Cleveland at six and one. Atlanta six and two. Toronto five and two. Milwaukee, Chicago, Indiana, and Detroit. Get the playoffs started today. Eight games in. Ten percent done. Phillies winless. Wizards two and five. 
Miami two and four. If you're looking at shocks in the East, obviously Charlotte being six and one is a bit of a shock. No one else is that surprising. Boston three and four is kind of a surprise. I think the Wizards two and five is kind of a surprise. Nothing else really matters. In the West, best team in the West right now, Clippers seven and one. Golden State six and two, Oklahoma six and two, Houston five and three, San Antonio five and three, Portland five and four, Utah five and four. And if the playoffs ended today or started today, the Lakers would be in. <laughs> That's a bit of a surprise. The Lakers four and four, bad loss against Dallas at home. Memphis four and four, Sacramento, who I said would be an eight seed, four and five. Denver, Phoenix, Minnesota is a bit of a surprise at two and five, and Dallas at two and six, bit of a surprise. New Orleans zero and eight. Wow. Um, so you know the schedule. TNT tonight at Chicago at Miami. Lake Kings. That should be a blowout. I think Sacramento blows them out. Tomorrow on NBA TV, a very good game. Clippers at Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City beat them earlier this year. That's the only loss the Clippers have faced. That should be a pretty good game. Tomorrow night, NBA TV. And then we have... Trying to look at some good, some other games that might be of interest. Toronto at Charlotte, I guess, to see if Charlotte's for real. Knicks at Boston. That's about it. Saturday, NBA TV, Detroit at Denver. Hideous. Boston at Indy, two playoff teams, I believe. Um, San Antonio at Houston in a rematch. Nothing else really turns the page. Sunday, nothing. Charlotte at Cleveland. Hey, there you go. We'll find out what Charlotte's made of there. So Charlotte looks like they finally have a couple games with their six and one record. That might be Toronto comes to their place and they go to Cleveland. And Cleveland might just put the smack down on them and then let them know where they stand. So we have a lot going on. Ball's always big. NFL, of course, big. You've got college basketball starting, NBA's in midseason form. Oh, yeah, someone asked me uh, about the NHL, saying, why do I always ignore the NHL? It's a good question. I shouldn't ignore it. But in the, in the NHL, Montreal is off to a great start, 11-1 and with an overtime loss. I mean, they are tearing it up right now. Ottawa, 8-5. Tampa Bay, 7-5. Detroit, Boston, Florida, Buffalo, Toronto. All make the playoffs right now. Pittsburgh's leading the Metropolitan at 9-2. Rangers, 10-4. I mean, everyone, you know, hockey's so equal, so even. In the Western Conference, Chicago at ten and three, St. Louis seven and four. They're going to battle all year. Minnesota six and four. Dallas four and six, a bit of a shock. 
in the Pacific, Edmonton. Yeah, nine and four, atop of the Pacific. Anaheim, San Jose, Kings, all right there, 15, 14 points. All kind of battling now. Vancouver, Calgary, Arizona. NHL, man, it, it's going to come down to the last week of the season. Anyways, Joe, it, it, no matter what you do, it's not the NBA. There's not the haves and the have-nots. Everyone's going to beat each other up. It's going to come down to injuries and trade deadlines, and it's going to come down to the last two, three weeks of the season. Everyone's going to be right there. Kings are trying to survive without their goalie. That's what they're trying to do. So, like I said, a great weekend. And then all weekend long, you can just watch the 24-hour news. It's, there's going to be some great stuff going on with, with the protests and all these idiots and then hearing what these pundits say who know nothing. Do you believe that Nick Saban said that he didn't know there was a vote on Tuesday? I don't know. Maybe that's true. Who knows? Maybe it's true. So a lot going on. Every sport except baseball now. I'm still reeling over that game seven. Still in my brain. Still in my brain. I miss baseball. Tremendously. But we have NFL. We have college football. College basketball. NBA. Hockey. Enough going on. I think we have some kind of break in the Barclays Premier League. Is it the international break? I don't know what that means. Does that mean Champions League? I don't know. Anyway, if none of the, if none of the games are doing it for you, then what do you do? You flip on uh, the news cycle and you watch a little bit of that. All right, everybody, that's all I got. I'm just I'm just in shock. Yeah, I'm still in shock. I never I'm I I'm the first one to admit I never I never saw this. I was rooting for him from the get go, but I never thought this would happen. Maybe conspiracy theories don't exist. Who knows? I'm just be whatever it is. Um you wanna follow me on Twitter at Coach Dave Taylor? You want to uh, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, get real with Coach Dave Taylor. You can keep the emails coming. My God, it, it kept me going because I had uh, internet on my plane. And my gosh, the emails that were coming through just kept me going. About, about two hours of my flight were, were just reading emails. So I thank you all for that. Email me at CoachDaveTaylor at Yahoo.com. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. It's going to be a very time in, in, in the United States and in the world. I, I, I believe that it's going to be a great thing. I've always been saying, let's get politicians out of here. They're the worst form of human being in the country, in the world. And we've done that a little bit here. Let's see if it matters. Let's see if, if, let's see if normal schmoes can make a difference and not career politicians. Get the corruption out of there. Let's hope it matters. And drive, don't drink and drive. Have some fun with this, everybody. Live and learn. Enjoy it. Paul Ryan, what a clown. It's like Dracula. He's a career politician. Enjoy your weekend. I'll let you know. I'll probably talk to you again on Tuesday of next week. Maybe let you know how my camp in Alaska went. Maybe I'll go. Uh, maybe I'll do something on Sunday. Who knows? 
I'm here. Camp goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday I fly all day. And I lose four hours. So I think I leave at 6 a.m. Alaska time, and I land at midnight in New York. So it should be a fun day of travel on Monday. So enjoy your, your weekend if I don't hear from you. Be good. Be great. Enjoy the world of sports. It's a nice escape from reality. Be safe, everybody. I'll leave you with a song called Annalisa by Public Image Limited off the website, yobigbro.com. Enjoy the music, everybody. <laughs>